The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. This week's episode of PSVG Prime is brought to you by the amazing folks over at patreon.com slash PSVG. But special thank yous go out to our producers Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh the Bonesaw Barboni, Coach Mo, Dev Tyus, Chris McElfresh, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calico, Mike Massick, Zach Bradshaw, and of course, the man who gets a special accent just because it's him, Nick Fahaba. How you doing? Huh? Anyway. Thank you to all of our listeners, of course. But if you're interested in supporting us over on Patreon, you do get some benefits besides our eternal love and gratitude, of course. Uh, you get exclusive episodes of PSVG DLC, which features lots of great shows such as Bored With Everything, DLC itself. Um, there is the, this show that you'll be listening to later on today, The Fast and Furious um, Exhausted Retrospective, as we're calling it. There's be a movie club coming down the line. Um, lots of great content you get there in addition to all of our shows that you get free of charge, of course. But if you want to help get in on all the action, help support us, head on over to patreon.com slash PSVG. But now, onto this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of PSVG Prime, the flagship show of the PSVG Podcast Network. It is I, your host, Kevin. And with me this week is not Lucas, because he's having a bad trip or something. I don't know. He's he's a mess, so hashtag pray for Lucas. But with me, jumping in to the rescue from Board with Vidya Games, Mr. Josh Barboni. hey Cody. Quit it. I'm here. You are. You came to the rescue. (laughs) You came to the rescue with like two minutes notice too, because as we said before we hit record that uh, I found out and within two minutes, Josh found out and Josh was like, yep, let's go. Let's do it. That's because we're recording later anyway. But yeah, we're just going to do two shows back to back. No biggie. Um, (laughs) I mean, we did a lot of talk before the mic, but we always got to do some small talk, some small banter. So because (laughs) we're around the same age, I think you might appreciate this. And I I think it might be lost on Lucas if I brought this up on his show. Uh, I did have to go. What was that? Because he's a baby. A young baby. Exactly. Uh, I had to go out on a supply run because (laughs) that's what we call grocery shopping now. Um, And one of the things on my list was juice boxes just because it's easier, you know, some cases. And, you know, we limit it one a day. That's for all my kids, even the 16-year-old limit to one juice box a day. Um, Cooley juice boxes. Yes. They have a series of retro flavors. Like Ecto Cooler? Well, that was high C. Oh, wait. But you cool might ones? remember, so it's Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah. Pur- Purple Saurus Rex. Yeah. And was it Rockadile Red? Okay, that does sound familiar. Yeah, if you look them up, you'll you, they'll probably jump right back to your mind. They had them there, so instantly I bought them. Like that was a no brainer. I just threw them right in the car. I'm like, yes. And drinking it brought me right back to I, I don't even know what year they were out, but me as a little kid, because I the second I tasted them, I could instantly like remember that time frame. Oh. Like, yep, this tastes the same. Yeah, like Purple Source Rex is like a grape lemonade, and and Rockadile Red I think is like a a raspberry blueberry something like that. I, I forget what the the flavors were, but they taste exactly the same. They didn't mess with them at all. And I just thought it was kind of cool to see them them brought back. But Lucas is probably like, what's those? I was drinking uh, Orb. No, was it not Orbits? What was they? 
Maybe it was Orbitz. <laughs> no, no, that's something different. Was I think it is Orbitz. What am I thinking? It was these nasty juice things you twist the, the balls in them, right? Well, that's the Orbit. That's something else. Um, oh, okay. I, I do remember those as well. But this is like a juice box thing too. But they were like in the plastic things. So we had like the Kool Aid Cool Burst at that. But this was like the other version. Mondo, Mondo, oh, Mondo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those things. Those are trash. I hated those because they were um, like bigger. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Those yep. are garbage. Lucas probably <laughs> remembers those and loves those things. But those are trash. I'm with you on the Ecto Cooler and Purple Source Rex, though. Yeah. Um. But we're here to talk about video games, so I suppose we should do some mm. of that. Um, and since you were so kind to jump in last moment, I, of course, will, will let you take the lead. And by all means, let me know what you've been playing. Oh, it's very nice of you. <laughs> well, my first two games I'm going to talk about, I've been playing with Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So it's like, it's like having him here. Um, so we we wrapped up Streets of Rage 4 the other Good. night, um, which is just was a very enjoyable experience. I will share a little anecdote about it. Uh, so I haven't, I'm on my, I have a new desktop now. I got a proper like gaming rig now. Mm. and I have everything reinstalled, but I hadn't played any games on it, uh, with them yet. So we booted it up and I wasn't getting any audio from the game. And I really, I later realized it was human error, not game error. Um, so I, I restarted after trying to get it to work. I restarted my computer, launched the game up again, and then it just kept crashing. Like it would go into the load up screen through windows oh game pass and then yeah it would just close itself out and i'd open it again close itself out open it again i kept doing that eventually it worked and we got you know, like five minutes into the level and it quit out on me so we started i uninstalled the game and reinstalled it while we were sitting there waiting like typical like when you <laughs> play on a pc yeah you should expect long wait times so we're trying to figure this out we're both searching the internet and i come across a um Microsoft um, forum where people, a, a lot of people are having the same problem. Yeah. And I'm scrolling through the list and at the very bottom of the list at the end is a guy who wrote like, like a Buzzfeed headline. I tried this. So you'd never believe it. And it actually worked. <laughs> and it said like, uh, um, shake it. And I thought he was talking about his desktop and I was like, like laugh, like laughed and skipped past it. So then they go back to it because we still can't figure it out. And I look at it and I watch the video and he literally means you grab the browser bar with the mm. mouse and physically shake it across the screen and it, it launched. Oh my God. <laughs> so it was really, it was insane that that even worked. That was the PC and equivalent of blowing into the cartridge and exactly. putting it back in. <laughs> so we were, we were at the boss fight um, and we were, we were using um, the PSVG discord chat. Yeah. So um, um, Devin actually jumped in while we were in the... Uh, I was wondering where you guys are playing. I saw it and I almost did it too. So yeah. that's funny. So he chatted with us and we told him what happened. And he, he was like, yeah, that like actually kind of makes sense because with Windows 10, when you shake the window, it, it minimizes every other open window. Like that's a feature. Like oh. if you have a bunch of windows up, yeah, that minimizes everything so you can focus on that one thing. So if I guess... That something is else assuming something else is running. Yeah. Even though nothing was. So it worked. So if anyone listening has that problem. <laughs> just shake it. Just shake it. Like uh, a Polaroid picture. <laughs> um, I also jumped into... I jumped... So I have all these games I want to test out on my computer, right? Yeah. Just to see how well it runs. So, like, so I downloaded the Division 2 to run the benchmark. Played it a little bit to see how it handled. 
Um, and like, it's like night and day for me compared to my other <laughs> computer. Um, so I saw on Humble Bundle, uh, Far Cry 5 Gold Edition was on sale for 20 bucks. Mm. It's like a $90 game yep. with all the DLC and, and everything. So I was like, how, I was like, yeah, I, I really want to revisit this. And this is a great opportunity to do so on the, on the PC versus the Xbox. And I started playing it and then Lucas decided to jump in on it as well. Um, and I gotta tell you, it's, it's so much better on the PC, but that's not a bad thing. Like it's so good on the Xbox. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm just so excited that I'm playing one of my favorite games of the year that it came out. Hmm. And now I get to experience it on basically a, almost like a whole new level to a certain degree. Um, and I can use my Xbox controller or I can use my mouse and keyboard. It's like, I can go back and forth yeah, yeah. with whatever makes me like more comfortable. Um, but yeah, I'm really digging it. Um, unfortunately they lock co-op after you have to like get past a certain point. Yeah. That's right. Even though I read online that you don't have to do that, it still is not true. You do have to do that. So we just kind of chatted while he played through the openings part and I played through my game. Um, and, and we'll revisit co-op uh, sometime next week, hopefully, so I can report on I I never played the first uh, Far Cry 5 co-op when I played through it on the Xbox. Right. So yeah. that'll be a new experience uh, for me. I mean, the game isn't going to change, but it'll, you know, I, I can't... I don't know if it's going to be better or worse, the same. So we'll see that. Well, you, you can play the base game co-op? I thought there was just those special missions. You yeah, can you play the base game co-op. Basically, yeah. uh, one person who hosts... You play, you progress their game. You don't share a progress game. That's right. Okay. You're essentially yeah, like yeah, yeah. one of the heroes for hire, except yep. your experience progresses into your your game. So if I play with Lucas and I level up three times, my character in my game when I go back will have leveled up. That's right. That's right. Um, such so a yeah. game. So we figured, I figured it, it'll be best if we alternate game worlds. But then I decided he hasn't played the game, period. Hmm. So I was like, you know, I've already finished it, so right on my own time I'll play, and then when we play together, I'll continue. You guys making me want to go back because yeah, this the gold edition. This is what I bought, um, on the Xbox when I was trying to get Donnie to play this. Um, I'm the one who purchased one, and I bought the gold edition because I figured I'd like it right off the bat because I've liked the last couple so much, three, four, five. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is good. But I mean, you guys are just making me jealous with this PC thing. Like, and then Jason yeah. talking about, it, I'm like thinking, I'm like. <laughs> How can I pull this off? I'm like, I can't. I can't right now. Amazon I was like, there's no way I can wing this. <laughs> huh? Amazon payments. That's what I'm doing. I looked, but even then it's like, so I, I don't have the Amazon card. You don't so need I, could, I could just do, yeah, I could do the other version, but it's like five payments or six payments. 200 a month for. That's kind of where months. I was like six months. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can swing an extra 200 a month. I'm like, that's yeah. when I'm talking about, I don't know how I'm going to get next gen console to sit there and say, I want to spend an extra 200 a month. I'm like, oh, yeah. crap. But I'm going to put 50 a week away in my credit card, leave it there. Oh, that's a good plan. Won't yeah. be too bad. And then I, this, I'm, I'll probably take a backseat on next gen consoles till 2021. So, I mean, at this point, it's not really any reason to jump anyway. But that, yeah. that's a good point. And I mean, who knows? I, we talked offline about the the new job. If I get the new position, I think it's going to come with a pay bump too. So maybe I can nice. swing that if that happens. So, yeah, yeah. We'll see. So, uh, and then the two of us, actually, a few of us. Um, well, the two of us bought the humble bundle board game thing. Yes. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to talk about that soon. I did mm-hmm. gift I did send I did gift a copy to Lucas and then I asked him to 
gift his duplicates to Kyle, so they'll be four. Right. They'll have pretty much most of the same games. And I, I think what I'm going to do, I actually think this week, um, well, next week as we're recording this, I think I'm only going to play PC games and try hmm. and get through some of this humble stuff I have. Like, yeah. obviously, I can't play the great stuff, like some of the stuff that you guys are playing. My computer can't handle that stuff, but um, I'm definitely going to jump into some different things and kind of just maybe say, okay, I'm going to spend time with my PC and just play PC games for a week. So, yeah, it's a good time to dedicate. Like, I haven't touched my console. Oh, that's not true. I did. I did play. So I, uh, one more PC game. I've been playing Gears Tactics. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about it on board with video games. If you want yep. more info, but basically it's great. Uh, uh, if you love tactics games or even like tactics games, I think you'll love this game. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the th- and if you like Gears, I don't even think you need to like Gears. If you like tactics, you can probably play right. this game. Yeah. Um, but the Gears, like, spot on the cinematics are great the story is pretty good so far uh, it's difficult enough that uh, the challenging parts aren't too much but it's also like you feel like you did something after you accomplish a mission yeah and each mission has like a secondary objective where you get extra like loot chests at the end um it looks great it plays great um that was just on my old computer so I, i'm sure yeah. it's, not, Ooh, it's gonna blow your mind um <laughs> And then I fired up uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey because I was all full of hype juice after <laughs> the Valhalla trailer, I should specify. Yes. Not the gameplay. Uh, uh, so I, I jumped back into it because um, I never finished it. And I, I, I don't know what I want to say about it, except I, I know why I didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I probably, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to continue my journey right. yep. in Odyssey. Uh, I'm, I was, I don't want to say I am such a huge Assassin's Creed fan. I am, but I should say, I think it's more appropriate to say I was. Mm-hmm. Because I, as much as I appreciate and I'm in awe of these new games, especially the size of these right. games, that is the turnoff for me. Yep. Um. I want to be able to put in a 60, 60 hours into Assassin's Creed and have done everything, not 60 hours game, into yeah. an Assassin's Creed and just finish the main plot. Yeah. Like I just, I don't have the time to do that. Uh, so I'm happy that people are enjoying it, but it's just, it's too big of a game for me, which is why I play GTA four online, not GTA four. That's why I <laughs> yes, don't play right. Skyrim. That's why I don't play Fallout um, or breath of the wild for that matter. <laughs> So it's just a little too big for me. Um, I kind of long for Assassin's Creed Three, um, yeah, and Revelations and Revol- Revolutions, not Resistance or whatever they were called. Um, so when they when I heard that Valhalla was going to be smaller, uh, it makes me feel a little bit better. Um, but we'll have to. I'm not sure how much smaller. But I think it'll be smaller, but I'm not sure it's gonna be. Yeah, they did say that they they smaller. were addressing the concerns of people saying that the games were too big, which so, is weird. Yeah, like you but if they're trying like, to deliver a message, I think that that's good. Totally to change because just because you can make a game huge doesn't mean you should. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Donnie, and I, Donnie and I talk. About, we talked about this before too. Say like we both are kind of in the same boat. It's like I don't know if I'll say I'm an Assassin's Creed fan. I enjoy the games when I play them, but Donnie said the same thing as you did. It's the same thing I'm echoing too. Is like, yeah, we play them, and then we promptly put them down after like <laughs> yeah. 10, 20 hours into it. We're like, okay, we get it. Like there's nothing driving the people to keep going back to it. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I get it though. Yep. That's it for me, my friend. Okay. All right. I I got a couple things to talk about. Nothing 
earth shattering here. There's one game uh, I, I will talk about first. Uh, it's, this is telling lies. And this is a game Donnie actually posted uh, screenshots for the Nintendo Switch. And I was like, what the heck is this game? <laughs> uh, and I, I did write an impressions piece on games reviews because they were lucky enough to uh, kind enough to get me a, a copy of, of the game to play. Um, and it's made by the same team that made uh, that her story. So it's all full motion video. It's like an interactive movie. However, it's not like the complex. It's not like late shift. This is different. Um, the story here is you are playing an ex CIA operative, I believe who has a flash drive and you basically boot this flash drive into your computer and you are scanning through this database of clips, um, recorded video conversations, some hidden camera footage stuff that takes place over two years period of time. And it follows these kind of four different main characters. I'll say as the, as the piece, the unique part of this game is you don't, you can't play it and necessarily get the whole story. This is very much like, and not in the, the scope of tone, but in how it's developed. This is like if Quentin Tarantino made a video game, directed a video game, like you'll get one piece, but then you'll find out the ending, but then you go back six months and find out this piece. Like it's all over the place, but it's entirely up to you. So the unique thing is you go in and, and as the game starts, it brings up five video clips right off the bat. And I forget the word that the agent searches for by default. I think it's like love or something like that. And what you do is you pick a clip and you watch the clip. You can rewind it, you know, fast forward it, stop at any time. And as you watch these videos, you want to pick up on clues that things that the people have said, uh, certain keywords or anything like that. And you can then search for that keyword in the database and it brings up more videos. Um, so it's really up to you to pay attention to what's going on and, and dig and find that story. Because otherwise you won't, you won't find it because you can just keep searching the same words. And you're not going to advance the game at all. Um, so like, you know, if somebody mentions a style of car, you might want to pause, you know, write that down somewhere and maybe you can keep watching the video, but like I typically kept a notebook nearby me to write down these keywords. I want to search about, they said a name I didn't recognize or a place or a company. I would then search for those things and get more story. Um, the story is pretty cool. I will say that it's very much like a, uh, not the spy thriller, but it's very much a thriller story. And you kind of experience this guy who's gone undercover. That's the only spoiler I'll give here. Um, and kind of his journey over a two-year period with his family and where he ends up and who he's interacting with while he's undercover. Um, the one thing about this game, though, is I almost felt dirty playing it. And not because it's any lewd content or anything like that, because you're watching one-sided conversations. Like right now, if you're listening to this podcast and, and I'm watching you know, Josh on my screen, he can see me. What you would see with these recorded clips, so it's only one person's point of view. Right. So it'd be like listening to this podcast and I'm the only one talking and you can't hear what Josh is saying. Right. So you then have to pick up on cues to find out what words maybe both people said to find the other half of that conversation or really put together that scene. Um, so it kind of gave this weird intimate look on how you were like, you know, there's a wife in bed FaceTiming with her husband, you know, good night, honey. I love you. Miss blah, blah, blah. And like, you're wondering what's actually being said back and forth. And it just felt kind of, uncomfortable a little bit just to see that kind of lens of people where like you weren't the person they were talking to like you were not even your character was so it's not even like you put yourself in the in the role of a character and you play a video game you say okay i am this person yeah. you're none of these people in this game you are somebody watching these people in this game like you're not supposed to be involved in these conversations and i kind of got icky about doing that so it was kind of weird some people um, would not get icky about that some yeah some people would be very <laughs> excited about that and uh some not of Donnie's, me, me. some of Donnie's <laughs> screenshots he shared shared to yeah, me showed me why he was excited about it. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, it's an, it's a very interesting game. And if you liked her story, I think you'd like telling lies. Uh, it's clearly an evolution of that type of narrative gameplay where it's not just an interactive movie. There is, there is more involved with it. Um, but if you're looking for, you know, an interactive game per se, like you really don't do much other than you click rewind, fast forward, then you type in words to search. Like that's it. There's nothing else going on. There's no, you know, major you know quick time events like there are in some of those other type of experiences uh but it's pretty cool i'm glad i played it it was definitely something different i i personally hadn't played anything like that so it was kind of a unique experience there um the next one i played i will preface this with i put it down after about an hour because i got what they were doing with it and it's on game pass right now it's deliver us the moon Hmm. Uh, it's also on pc too and it was it's basically one of those walking simulator games uh but it's in space and a lot of the trailers made it look kind of pseudo creepy. Like there might be something else going on, like alien-esque. Like you don't see any monster or anything like that. That's not in the game. It's really just a walking simulators and you're doing some puzzles, which isn't a bad thing. I've played plenty of games like those. Um, Abduction being one I played not that long ago made by the Sierra team. So I, I can appreciate those types of games. What I don't appreciate is trying to solve puzzles in zero gravity <laughs> where you're just floating the whole time and you're actually rotating and you're tilting like it was just really hard to control and i totally get like that's that's what they were doing um but the story wasn't even engaging enough for me to sit there and say okay i really want to keep trying to do this so after about two hours i just put it down and said okay not not for me that's fine pretty good looking game not great yeah um but like i said the story just wasn't there and and the the whole zero gravity puzzle solving does not uh, maybe i'm too old for that i don't know (laughs) not fun um and because I'm old, I then decided to play the Disney Afternoon Afternoon Collection, which Donnie picked up for <laughs> five bucks. Uh, so naturally, uh, if you're not familiar with that, it's it's a collection of the NES Disney uh, cartoon games like DuckTales, DuckTales 2, Chippendale, Rescue Rangers, and the sequel to that, uh, Tailspin and Darkwing Duck. Uh, booted up DuckTales first, of course, because you have to. Hmm. And I will say, I still got it, dude. I beat that thing in one sit-down session, did not have to continue, like just boom plot to her. I'm like yes this game is great uh, and then like the following night I played Chippendale's Rescue Rangers beat that as well in one setting so I was like this is nice. great um, I started up Tailspin which I'd never played before that that's the only one in this collection I did not play well, actually I shouldn't say that. I didn't play the sequels to Chippendale and Duck, DuckTales either I think at that point I moved on uh, from those things yeah. uh, but Darkwing Duck was the only one I've played before uh, so I'm excited to jump into those but those are pretty fun I mean for five bucks you can't go wrong but it's just straight up ports of those those games there's no enhanced nothing like that there are some cool bonus features that show you some artwork and some making of the games and how disney worked with capcom to make sure the games were authentic uh and they showed like some of the artwork that disney sent over for them to do their character models based on stuff like that too so it's pretty cool to see some uh behind the scenes stuff but it's just like a it's presented in like a slideshow format with some captions so it's not really like a you know there's no video or anything like that to watch you're kind of just flipping through but there's some cool facts being a Disney fan and a fan of these games that I appreciate seeing kind of some uh, behind the scenes, how they marketed it, how they designed some of the stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and then the last thing, Donnie also told me he picked up the modern warfare two remastered. Hmm. Um, just, it's just the story that, that that was the big um, release that they had that dropped there. I, I thought I played modern warfare two. I think I didn't after, <laughs> after playing this again, I think I, I must've just played the first one initially. And that was it. Um, this campaign is really good yeah <laughs> like I, I have you played this one this is the one with the with the infamous uh airport mission yeah i've played it it's just been so 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 okay. long it's really good <laughs> like i i'm enjoying <laughs> the heck out of it the story is great um the set pieces are just like i mean it, it's it's a bit over the top yes because like some of the stuff even takes place in the u.s which i know it could totally happen but just seeing like war-torn like washington dc yeah just 
it seemed to be too much over the top, but it's it's very grounded in how far like the action is. No lasers or like super jumps or anything of that nature, but uh, it was a little bit fantastical. Um, I think I'm near the end of it, but it is really really good. So if you're a Call of Duty fan, um, you know gunplay is still solid as ever. The the audio is always just done dynamically. Um, it's a lot of fun. I think it's only thirty bucks. Twenty, I think. I think. Okay, so even less. Um, but it is very very cool. It actually makes me almost want to jump back into Warzone again because I put that away. And now I'm like, after playing this, I'm like, I think I'm going to go back to Warzone. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. So not much else to say there. And as I said, I think my plans for this week is going to try and spend some time with some PC games. Um, there was one I picked up that I kind of dabbled with for like 10 minutes uh, that I got from the uh, Amazon Prime, the free games you get every month from Amazon Prime. Hmm. Um, actually, no, this was the Epic Game Store. Something about death. I don't remember the name of it, but I'll talk about it next oh, week because I did. Yeah, yeah. Death coming. That's what it is. Uh, I'll talk more about it next week because I don't want to go too long on what I've been playing, but this, that one I'm having fun with, just kind of messing around with it. So I will uh, play PC this week and we'll see where we go. Nice. But uh, enough from us. It's time to hear from you and ironically enough from Josh because he submitted a question before <laughs> all this went down. It's time to check out the messages. Message for you, sir. So the first one I have to censor here because Donnie said a bad word. He said a bad word and then he misspelled Fortnite. So we'll just we'll (laughs) we'll take this all with a grain of salt. Uh, He said, what the F is Party Royale and why are there concerts in Fortnite? Well, Donnie, let's let's take you back a little bit here. So the first concert in Fortnite actually took place over a year ago now. um, And it was from uh, Marshmallow held a concert in Fortnite where the, the game actually would stop. And all your characters would dance and witness this clip where, um, you know, they'd set up a stage in the, in the map and you would watch marshmallow air quotes perform. Um, and there were a bunch of like cosmetics and stuff to go along with it. And then they did somebody else a couple weeks ago. Um, my kids know he was, and I can't remember his name now. Gonna bother me. Didn't Drake do one? Travis Scott. No, Drake plays Fortnite. I don't think he did his concert. Um, so Travis Scott did one a couple weeks ago, but now tonight the new party Royale mode that Donnie's been talking about features it done differently. So it's not done in game in the same way it's been with the other ones uh, tonight, actually, as we're recording, it's actually going on right now um, is uh, Steve Aoki, uh, dead mouse and a third person who I actually do not know, but I knew the other two people um, are performing in this. So what party Royale is uh, it's basically um, trying to think of what it's called PlayStation home. I think it's probably the best description. Oh, no. We had that kind of avatar-esque <laughs> world, yeah. um, but it's done in the Fortnite mentality. So obviously it runs a lot better than PlayStation Home did. But what I mean is you're basically just taking your Fortnite characters, but placing them into a world where there's no combat. So there's different activities you can do, hang out with your friends, you can do dance parties. There's activities as races and stuff like that you can perform. Um, I actually haven't messed around with it too much, but now they're starting to do these things where concerts and they'll have the artists show up in game and they'll put on a show and people are dancing, having a good time. And a lot of people attend these things, which I think is crazy. Um, they're talking like millions and millions of people log in at that time to watch what's going on. So uh, it's pretty cool. And I think it's just Fortnite trying to evolve and stay relevant. And uh, we see a lot of these battle Royale shooters and we stop talking about them until they do something different, right? Like, Apex came out initially and everyone's like, this is going to be the Fortnite killer. Yeah. And it's proven to not be a Fortnite killer. It's still mm-hmm. a great game that tons of people play, but it did not really damage Fortnite much at all. Um, but recently people kind of stopped talking about it up until the announcement this past week with the new mode and everything like that. And now people are talking about it again. So it's like, yeah. you have to stay on top and Fortnite is just embracing the mentality that 
the create mode in this has been really popular with kids where they can go and kind of create their own things, just mess around with their friends and you don't die has been so popular. They look to kind of take that to the next step where you got this kind of online community, you know, like Sims and you're doing it in the Fortnite world, which I'm all for, man. I mean, like if they want to experiment doing other things, the game's free. Nobody's paying extra to play these modes. So why not try it out? It's not harming anything, but yeah. So that's what it's about. Donnie, just check it out. And Josh doesn't care at all. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I didn't think so. I was just, no, I'd, I'd rather watch a Aoki concert on TV. Oh yeah. Uh, instead. Yeah. I mean, not that I would do either of those things, but I do. I do want a dead mouse. <laughs> in Fortnite I do have the Avicii game that came with Amazon <laughs> prime. Um, <laughs> yep. And I'm actually excited to try that because I saw a trailer for it and it looks pretty good. He's the one that's dead though, isn't he? Yeah, but he was, I really was a big fan okay. of his. Okay, well, no, no, that's music. fine. I just, I, I just want, I mean, I have the marshmallow skin in Fortnite. I, I, I want dead mouse. Yeah. And I don't know if they give one away or they're going to be buying one, but I would love a dead mouse skin. Although his head might be a giant target though. Yeah, I think so. I think mm-hmm. it'd be easy to spot. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right, moving on. Your question's next, Josh. Uh-huh. Okay, here's one for you. During this current pandemic, how many beers in one day is too many beers? Asking for a friend. Well, what advice would you give your friend, Josh? <laughs> oh, what a what a twisted web I've weaved. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Kevin. That's why I asked. The friend is yeah. me. <laughs> well, it's 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 unique, not because like you're not an alcoholic, so it's not like that. Like you don't need this or anything like that. But it depends on like how you attack it so like if it's a typical like work day per se for me yeah i would stop it probably too personally me that's Mm. just me but if you're home all day it's like the weekend and you're like i got a honeydew list of stuff to do i gotta mow the lawn i gotta do this i gotta paint that paint this well and you start drinking at like 11 whatever like (laughs) i i don't think there's a number answer i think there's a how you function answer like if you have too many to the point that like you're slurring your words you can't do what you're supposed to be doing then that's too many in one day but if you're fine and just got like a buzz going the whole day whatever and if that takes 30 a day then okay okay well i mean if you're drinking bud lights i mean you can put down a whole case and (laughs) be fine you're just gonna pee a lot you know let's be honest that's true okay so maybe limit work days and just enjoy the weekends that's kind of what i do yeah but that's me. Once again, I don't drink as much as you do typically. Anyway, although it's definitely this, been a journey I've been on. Oh yeah, this 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 have pandemic has certainly that. helped because I was it last week. Things last week. My wife was like, I could go for some alcohol. So we had like the the fridge was like a couple hard ciders, which I like. She likes those. Yeah. But I can only have like one every once in a while. Like I don't particularly enjoy them all the time. So she's like, Can you go get me something else? Like some of the the truly or white claw something like that and i was like all right i'll go see what i can find and i went to like a store and like white claws gone everywhere around here of course so i'm like whatever i don't really care but you know I, I found some truly and i grabbed that but then i'm like hmm, i want something so i grabbed a sixer and then i went to the, the you know the single section and i picked out a couple different beers i want to try and then drinking my sweet baby jesus today i picked up one of those nice. again um and then i walked out with like three times the amount of beer i would normally buy <laughs> or like more alcohol i should say not just beer yeah and i was just like Man, and I'm now like typically I'm like I'll have a drink every day, and I haven't done that in a long. I don't think ever really. Yeah, but yeah. Well, here we are. <laughs> how many? How many have you had today, Josh? Today, do uh, <laughs> so I want to answer that question? <laughs> okay, maybe not. It's up to you. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna pressure you. <laughs> this is number five. <laughs> but when did you start? Uh, noon. You're fine. 
That's nothing. You've had one every two hours. Look at it that way. Hey, that's it's almost ten o'clock. It. <laughs> it's almost ten o'clock. You've one every two hours, so that's fine. All right, moving on. Next question comes in from Dev. What is the PSVG Prime version of Smart Delivery? Hashtag Prime question. I mean, so I don't know how to tackle this question per se, but <laughs> I think Smart. De- what was that <laughs> misleading? <laughs> the same thing as Smart Delivery. <laughs> Only for EA. Sorry. Um, burn. <laughs> I'll take it as in smart delivery, if done correctly, is one of the best things gaming has done in a long time, or will do in a long time. So what's the best version of PS3G Prime you've had in a long time? Uh, Every episode is the Prime version of smart delivery. So I'll just say that. (laughs) Every episode is the best one you've ever had. Just like the more beers Josh has, the last one he has is the best one he's ever had up until... That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say, up until you throw up or something. But yeah, yeah. usually a line where you go, why am I still drinking the good stuff? I don't taste it anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you need to mix it. That's why I typically, I, I'll grab different flavors. So at least I know like, oh, this yeah. one's clearly different than the last one I drank. <laughs> oh, we're, oh. We're, we're, we're relapsing, Kevin. <laughs> I know. We're going back to the beer. We, keep, we can't talk about beer on the show. So sure without Lucas. <laughs> He's been just been drinking bubbly on the air. Um. So Garrett asked, do you have an accurate catalog of your backlog? How do you tackle it? Do you play as you feel like it? Or is there any particular order? Mm-hmm. I get in trouble with stuff like this. Yeah, me too. Um, I don't have an accurate catalog of my backlog. I think I've seen some people in the Discord talk about some sort of app or website you can mm-hmm. actually put stuff in. I might want to look into that because I kind of forget what I have to play that I haven't played. But the great and evil thing about Game Pass is you constantly have a backlog because there's new stuff being added every month. But the bad stuff is if I don't necessarily jump to one of those things, it might be gone before I actually go back to play yeah. it. And that's, <laughs> I've run into that a few times where I'm like, oh, I want to play that game. All right, I'll play it after I beat this. And the next thing you know, it's gone before I beat whatever I was playing. I'm like, oh, shoot. So I, I do think I need something more structured. I, I, so Garrett, if when you listen to this, tag me if you have that because I know, I think you were one of the people that were using it. I'd like to see and kind of check it out, see if it could help me. Um, but how I act, typically tackle it. It's just kind of more like what I feel like. So as I beat something and I'm ready to play the next game, I kind of take a look at what I have and what jumps out of me. Like I typically don't try and play the same type of game. Um, I was on a horror kick for a little bit. So I did like three horror games in a row, like resident evil and the evil within two and something else. Um, I typically won't I'll typically jump from one thing to a different genre if I can, if I'm not reviewing something. So it's more just how I feel, but I do end up forgetting about stuff to like years later. Like I have Assassin's Creed origins, never booted it up. I have Odyssey. I played maybe 10 hours of it, put it down. Like those are games I should go back and play. Yeah. Witcher, Witcher three is another one. Like I put maybe five hours into that game and I know it's great. I know everyone loves it. So I like, I should play it. I constantly forget to go back to it or I'm like, I don't want to play a game like that right now. I rather play something else. So yeah, I don't have a good way to, to manage that. How about you, Josh? So I, first I don't, I don't have an accurate catalog of my backlog, but uh, how I handle it, how I tackle it. I think, I don't know if people are like me or not um, because I don't like, I don't necessarily create mental notes of what I need to play for the, for the reason that I pretty much play anywhere from 10 to 60 minutes of every game I have. And then I, and like, and then I decide if I think I'll enjoy it is, is it, is it something I want to put uh, on the front, like on front street? Okay. I start playing this now. Should I start playing this next? Whatever. Um, so like replaying Far Cry 5, just a decision I made. 
that I wanted to grab it at that price. And I started playing it and I was like, I'm back in like, yep. Piece of cake. Right. Um, but I still have to play gears tactics. So now I'm like, well, I still enjoy playing gears tactics. So what I want to do is prioritize finishing gears tactics and maybe playing some of Far Cry five as well. Yep. But that being said, like, um, AC Odyssey, right. I played it a little bit. I know, I want to keep it in my backlog because I do want to revisit it, but it's not at the front. And same with Mass Effect Andromeda, a game that I've been trying oh. to play for four years yep. now, yep. <laughs> or however, two years, however long it's been out. Um, I've really tried to revisit it recently, and I still ran into the same problems I was having. However, I found it easier not to look at it as a Mass Effect game, so I didn't. I wasn't well, so like turned off okay. by it right away, so I was yeah. able to, you know. Um, but then I was saying to myself, okay, well, right now I'm forcing myself to listen to everyone's conversations and get all the story because I want to view this as a hmm. story, but it's going to take me forever to do that. So that's back in the backlog. So I don't really have that. I know that they were like skinny Matt tweeted about using that same app or program, whatever. Um, so for his question, I, I say, yeah, I play as I feel like it. There isn't a particular order I could I could be told to try a game tomorrow and it could jump to the front of my playlist like now. So, you know, I, it is frustrating because there's a lot of games I definitely missed out on. Right. Far Cry 5 was the first Far Cry I ever played. So I definitely know I missed out on a series. Well, you got three now. That three came with gold. Yeah. Far Cry 3 came with gold. So. Oh, I saw that. You have that. And that, that was, that's the one that, first click to me i'm like oh my god i love the series and then like blood dragon after that and stuff like that work yeah so maybe i'll go play three at some point too so i'm trying not to limit that and i'm actually kind of grateful that these next gen cons well at least the xbox won't be launching with console exclusives so mm-hmm. maybe i will end up with a ps5 <laughs> who knows <laughs> uh but yeah a uh, good question uh and not necessarily an easy one to answer no not at all not at all so garrett yes please tag me let me know what advice you have because I need to be more organized with that. And it would also probably help me not get into that cycle of what do I feel like playing? And I like download four things and I end up playing none of them. Yeah. You know, if I just know, okay, this is what I need to do next and let's go, let's play it. Um, but yes, thank you all for your questions this week. We do appreciate them as always. Uh, you can tag us in the discord. If you have a question you like to answer on the show or tweet at us at PSVG Kevin, uh, I typically will ask uh, a day or two before or the day of recording. So uh, let us know if there's something you want us to answer. But now it's been a week, so it's time to check out the news of the week. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. And the biggest story, I think, Josh, was Xbox decided to have a little press conference. Uh Xbox Series X event. We're not going to go into a deep dive here. And it's only because I know State of the Xbox Empire is recording or has recorded, depending on when you hear this or when you hear them. So we'll let them do the deep dive here. But I, I you did watch it, right, Josh? I did watch it. Yes. OK, so I did as well. I, I just kind of want to talk. Is there anything that jumped out for you, good or bad, particularly that you kind of want to talk about here instead of diving into the whole press conference? Uh, well, I watched it with a coworker, um, So I got a kind of interesting take from someone who was a call, just pretty much a call of duty guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was definitely interested in a lot of the games, which surprised me because for me, uh, I thought it was pretty lackluster. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if we're talking about standouts, like Bright Bright Memory Infinite was. Yeah. So, this is probably something I'll get into on both of the video games, but it reminded me of the Killzone Three E3 invasion. hundred percent. I'm gonna leave that. Um, uh, I'm happy people are excited about there, but the funniest thing and the most interesting thing to me was I completely forgot Scorn was a game. Yes. And they dropped this H.R. Geiger visual pornography trailer, which really like blew my mind at how much they one are willing to just put out there. And Microsoft's like, sure, we'll show your highly suggestive trailer on our, <laughs> on our thing. Um, I'm interested to see what the game is actually going to be. And I think that was my problem with the whole uh-huh. Uh, presentation in general is that we kind of just got glimpses uh, of things. However, that being said, I am happy that they did feature um, studios and games that wouldn't have gotten the same amount of time in a first party showcase. That's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, the one that so I agree with you, like scorn, I completely forgot about. And then I saw it and I was like, okay, this is just gross. <laughs> and then like, you still really don't, have any idea what type of game is it like none it could be a real-time strategy game it could be a first person shoot like you have nothing to go on at all other than it's just gross um so i mean bright memory infinite look good as well but i got the same vibes as you do where i'm like and then this was talked a little bit on the discord so i'm not gonna get into it again but to me i'm like this was a trailer and I think people need to unplug that. Like this was done, you know, the footage is in development. It says that the footage is in development. So I'm like, that's not, I don't think that's the game. Yeah, if I'm it is okay, great. That. I'm d- tempted to buy the, um, you oh, can buy yeah. the first version on steam now for 10 bucks. And it comes with that game as well. Once it's out, mm. that's actually might not be a bad investment, but, uh, I guess that was saying it's more of a demo than a full game. Yeah. It's called bright memory. And, I mean, from the clips I saw on Steam's page, it, it looks similar to the trailer. Not quite as glossy, uh, yeah. but I'm, I'm tempted just to to dish out the ten bucks to see if it's as close. Because I feel the same way as you. Yeah, as close to as good as that trailer made it look. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you're right. There was a lot of games shown, but nothing that was like just like, oh my god, I need to play this. Like, it, chorus. Okay, it's a it's a plane shooting game. I'm like, I don't. I don't see the big appeal. Like there was nothing that just screamed out to me. The medium seems kind of cool. I thought that one for me, the type of games I like that seemed good, seemed to be kind of cool. Silent it reminded Hill. me. What were you say? Like Silent Hill, Silent Hill. Yeah. Style. I was thinking like Silent Hill, Alan Wake type esque game where I was like, okay, this, this seems like this might be kind of cool, but then it's, it's from the makers of Blair Witch and Observer. I, I have not played Observer. I played Blair Witch mm-hmm. and it was okay. Um, it ran fine. Like I have any issues with that, but like some of it was a little underwhelming. Um, and a lot of the games we've just seen before and they just didn't look any different. Like the Yakuza, like a dragon that's already out like in Japan on PS4. So it's not, it's not something new that's being unveiled. Um, Vampire, the masquerade bloodlines too. I still want to play this game. Um, and Lucas and I have talked about this game a few times. Like it still looks okay. But to me, that didn't look like a next gen game at all. Like that looked like a more earlier Xbox one type game, like graphically. Yeah. Like it didn't seem super polished or anything like that, but it looked to be like a cool type of game that I would like to play. But the trailer was weird. It just focused on like dancing and stuff like that. It was a very odd yeah. trailer. It just didn't feel like a Microsoft presentation, which is fine because realistically it wasn't. It was a third party 
presentation more than anything they were showing stuff but yeah i, I mean i think those for me the, the two biggest ones like vampire the masquerade but we already knew about that and then uh the medium i think this looks kind of cool but yeah we'll see what ends up happening but and they and they're touting that they're going to give us information every month so this is just the first crack at it from microsoft so we'll see where it goes but uh yeah not a not a huge jump start and i like the little screen they showed where um here are all the companies working on xbox series x games yeah yeah it's all the same people that are working on a PS4 console as well. <laughs> PS5 consoles, except for maybe the exclusive studios. I'm like, that's not, I don't know. Was, I don't know what the purpose that was. Like clearly there's tons of studios working on every console. So that's not any shocker. Like, Hey, you want to keep making money game studio? Yeah. Guess what? You're going to make games on the next gen. Duh. Like, I don't know what the point of that was, but must be confidence for consumers. I would guess. I guess, but they also that had that the mistake where two ton studios was on there twice at the beginning. Is it? <laughs> and like, presented by humble bundle is in the middle hey maybe that's good because they have a partnership with playstation so maybe it's good that they're getting right but why is that the studio presented by humble bundle (laughs) (laughs) that's not a developer like i don't i don't understand that but yeah um you know just things like epic games like PUBG was on there but it's like epic games and PUBG. they're gonna make fortnite and PUBG is just gonna be on the next console like they're not it's not a new game they're developing new stuff like so i don't know it was cool, but it was your typical presser, and I think we got exactly at least what I was expecting to see from a first crack at things there, but that's all for me on that topic. Uh, what you got for news stories? Okay, ready? We have... I mean, if you're on the internet, you probably already saw this story. <laughs> I'll talk about it anyways. So, Cyberpunk 2077, uh, we, are, we are not only has Devolver Digital <laughs> tweeted at them about this, yes, which is very funny, um, uh, it will be featuring uh, customizable and genitals uh, as as PCGamer.com uh, has this excellent header. Uh, Conan Exiles might have some stiff competition if the ESRB is to be believed. Uh, so, yeah, that is the rumor, right? It's not necessarily confirmed. Uh, but earlier in the year, we were or actually last year, we were told that there weren't going to be like gender norms yeah it'd be gender fluid yeah in this game so uh i mean it kind of makes sense it just depends on the detail i think really is what they what what will make the this a bigger story or lesser story uh if we're talking like dong sliders like conan that's one thing if we're just talking about um like your your avatars were in a pair of boxers and you're just selecting something that is underneath totally so um yeah and then it's okay so what is surprising though is what elements okay so it was rated m and they said one of the reasons was because um customizable genitals was an option and also a quest that sounds like the main character crucifying some poor soul so there you go so it's a little touchy perhaps (laughs) (laughs) literally (laughs) I don't know. Uh, what do you think? Is this important to you in 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 a game? Do you think it's or do you think maybe this is important to the narrative of the, its story? I don't. I don't know. Um, I to me, it doesn't matter at all. Um, as I've said, you know, with any game, you know, whether it be Fallout or whatever, with character customization, I'll typically just care, customize like the face. And that's about it. I don't worry about anything else. I'm like, because, and sometimes in some games, you don't even see that stuff except in cutscenes anyway. So it really doesn't matter. Uh, or in the case like Fallout, you're wearing armor. So it doesn't matter what your face looks like. Cause once you get the armor, you never see their face again. Um, That's true. This is 
this may be important to some people to have certain um, gender preferences, gender, I don't want to say gender norms because not the same thing, but um, to be represented in a game because for the first time ever, it sounds like you could literally do anything here. Like they're talking about depictions of breasts, buttocks, genitalia, and as they said, various sizes and combinations of genitals. (laughs) So I don't know what that means in combinations, I guess both. (laughs) I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe, but uh, I mean me, but with a bigger penis, finally. (laughs) Great. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I don't think, and I could be wrong, but I don't think it'll really do anything as far as the narrative of the game. Yeah. So I think it's just there so everyone can be represented properly. Hopefully that's the reason and not just shock value reasoning. Um, We know that they've been in not trouble, but there's been a couple times that they brought up stuff in cyberpunk already that they were claiming was, was important to the narrative, which nobody can confirm or deny at this point because people haven't played it. So we'll see. And once again, maybe this is something else that like the other situations I've come up, Maybe it is important to the narrative, but we don't really know yet. So I'm not ready to crucify him or anything like that, but it's not something I'm probably going to mess with at all because I don't anyway. So, yeah, I hear you. I think it's good. People can get representation mm-hmm. for people who take it uh, more, a little bit more seriously. I feel the same way. I don't do too much customization. Um, but yeah, the people who want to feel represented in a game <clears throat> who are in the LGBTQ community, or not really. Yeah. You can role play whatever you want, um, but at least that representation's there. So actually, I think it's good on them. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like they knew they'd be in some. I don't want to say hot water, but ish yeah. um, with this kind of news because there's you know we know how toxic the gaming community can be as well. Oh yeah. So I, I actually applaud them more, um, not more equally on the effort making this an option. Yeah. And, and you know there's going to be some right-wing group that's going to flip out as this game comes closer to launch and they find oh, yeah. out about it. Um, they're like banning and protesting the game. I'm sure some country is going to jump up and be like, this is wrong. Yeah, I'm This sure. is the stuff we see anyway. So, But yeah, no, it's good on them for doing it. Like I said, just to me, it doesn't matter one way or the other. So, you know, that's fine. Put it in. Um, back to some Fortnite talk. I thought this was kind of funny. So Xenon is a very, very good Fortnite player from Brazil. Um, who happens to be nine years old. And he okay. just got a four-year competitive ban from Epic after the company found out he was playing in paid tournaments while under the game's minimum age limit. So this week, this past week, he had entered and placed in a round of Solos Opens qualifiers, which was a global competition of prize money into the millions. Um, but also there was footage of him receiving his ban while playing alongside his dad. This kid was like crying, bawling his eyes out and everything like that. But yeah, it's just... It's weird, like because this kid is really good. He's playing, but then he got banned for four years because the the competition age limit is thirteen to start playing for competitive for money. Um, so his four year ban is coinciding with him being thirteen to play. So people were flipping out about this. Here, here's the thing: like, well, it's a kid's game, blah blah blah. And I get that. And there's some phase uh, squad players like screaming at Epic, like, let the kid play, blah blah. blah you know, so yada yada yada. But here's the thing. And I don't think people were looking at the, in this in this aspect. He's only banned from competitive competition, yeah. which the age for competitive competition is supposed to be 13. So he's banned from doing what he's not supposed to be doing until he's that age anyway. Yeah. So they didn't do anything to him. Right. In my mind, it'd been worse if they let him play and he won the tournament. And then they realized he was nine years old and said, guess what? You can't have the money. Like yeah. that's almost worse, but yeah, it's kind of crazy, but a lot of people like are, are yelling at 
epic to say that's not fair it's not right and i'm like no nah, I, I think it is like i'm fine with that like actually but yeah it seems pretty tame for a punishment considering they could do much worse uh maybe forever banned from, from competitive gaming they could totally do that so right. uh, yeah maybe wait till you're following the rules and you enter a, a contest or a tournament when you're allowed to Right. And I think I think it's it's only gotten so much attention, I think, because it's Fortnite and they're like, well, a lot of kids play Fortnite. If this happened in something like Counter-Strike or Call of Duty, like it'd be a much bigger story. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. like this is a M-rated game. You're playing competitively in your nine. Like they, they don't think people be defending that, but they're defending it just because it's Fortnite. But it's like, no, you can't have a nine year old kid win, you know, five million dollars in a Fortnite tournament when he's not legally supposed to even be playing. And you you there's enough screens and stuff you you experience as you enter the competitive market that kind of explain all the details like what is what is not allowed how those work like the game doesn't even play the same way when you play competitive like there's different tracking and stats it's not just how far did you get it's like how many kills did you get is is more how it tracks um so he knew what he was doing yeah and he yeah. chose to ignore it anyway and his dad was supporting him and doing it too so yeah i'm okay with it but i just find it funny people are upset about it Follow the rules, people. Yep. Then you can win. <laughs> you can win those. Play for another four years, kid. Get really, really good. Then you can just mop up in the competitive market. Well, that too. But now you got now you got something to prove when you come back, right? Like Yeah, absolutely. But uh yeah. What else you got? All right. So a couple days ago, EA had their uh little fiscal year meeting, which they announced they were they were going to release 14 new games during uh, this uh, next fiscal year. So I think now officially this current fiscal year, uh, which runs until the end of March, 2021. Uh, the titles are revealed. Um, four of them were sports games, of course, Madden, FIFA, NHL, and a mysterious fourth. Um, also, there are some mobile games, some indie games. Uh, they also said they have um, some new IP and an additional EA HD title. And that's what's getting all of the the buzz, uh, the rumor, the running rumor, uh, which was really sparked by a tweet from Venture Beats Jeff Grubb that said, quote, that HD remaster of an EA game is the Mass Effect trilogy, unquote. So it was pretty <laughs> Interesting way to get that out there. I'm not sure uh, his insight uh, into this. There's also rumors that be, um, there's a Mass Effect in early development, and this would be a nice bridge uh, between Andromeda and this next one, whenever it may come out. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Uh, for me, would I like a remastered Mass Effect trilogy? Absolutely. Any excuse to go back and play those games? Yep. Um, will Mass Effect 1 be probably horrible to play? Yeah. Yep. Prob- probably. <laughs> Just jump right to 2. You're fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would be excited if that was the case. Do you think Do you think this is happening? Do you think we're going to get a Mass Effect HD remaster? Or do you just think this is fans wanting it, not necessarily getting it? I think it's a little bit of both. So fans definitely want it. We've we've talked about it for a while. I'm in the same boat as you. I'd love to have it. Although in the back of my head at the same time, like, do I have time to play all three of these games again? <laughs> like that's we were just talking about how length of games, but yeah. um it makes the most sense for EA. Like, why not do it? Invest a little bit of time cleaning them up, getting them to look good, and and sell them again, and people mm-hmm. will buy them, like guaranteed. They'll forgive Andromeda. 
to play the trilogy again. Like I, yep. I think it's fine. So it makes the most sense. But however, we've seen time and time and time and time and time again, EA doesn't necessarily do what makes the most sense either. Yeah. Um, their their choice to ignore Nintendo Switch, you know, on a on a grand scale, <laughs> just doesn't add up when they're selling gangbusters nonstop for the last three years. Like it just doesn't add up when they say, "Well, it's not worth it." Well. There's now more of those than any other console out there. So what's your excuse now? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd like to see it. I, I think I think we have good chances. I'm not sure when the time frame for that would be. If it would be something we'd see this year, um, but it does run into 2021 for the fiscal year. So I could see it being more maybe a holiday release to kind of gap through things. But who knows right now with COVID-19, the coronavirus, yeah. stuff like that. Like, we don't know how game studios, like, they're, you're able to do some work, but I, th- I feel like a lot of it has got to be hindered um, by doing remote work for this type of thing where you can't get instant feedback or you may be working with three other people to, to animate or color or, or do one scene. Right. How much longer does that take now to do your portion, send it to somebody else, wait for them, do it, send it back? Like, you know, collaborative working has got to be a lot harder for something like this, I would imagine. For sure. Yeah. Well, I hope we get it, but it's going to be a tough timeline for them with next gens coming out. If they try to pop this game out in between September and March, that's a tough release window. It, it definitely is. And that's where I, I want them to also be paying attention to next gen too, of course. So I don't know that I want them worrying about mass effect right now, but yeah, we'll see. Um, last story to end the night on a high note to kind of talk once again about how Nintendo's doing uh, animal crossing. That's the thing. We're all playing it. Josh plays it. I play it. Lucas used to play it before. <laughs> um, so it came out March 20th, went on sale. The game moved 1.88 million copies in Japan at launch, surpassing the country's previous biggest selling Switch game, which was Pokemon Sword and Shield. Worldwide, the game also was a smash. As we've seen, like, there's tons of, uh, you know, memes. It's become pop culture. Like, everybody's talking about celebrities are playing it, so on and so forth. Well, according to Nintendo, they released the numbers. See, unlike Microsoft, they're ready to talk numbers. <laughs> There has been, and this is last week now we're talking about, 11.77 million units of Animal Crossing sold globally. That's insane. That's physical, downloadable, the bundles. In like two months. Yeah, insane. (laughs) And that means basically in the first 11 days that the game was out, over a million copies were sold a day. Yikes. That is (laughs) insane. So now it's lifetime total in the first six weeks has surpassed new leaf already. That's yeah. Like <laughs> a, cl- new- uh, a 3ds classic title. Also again, that sold enough that it made it to the classics collection. Right. It's, it's insane. <laughs> the amount of this game is sold that everybody's playing it. Everybody's still playing it um, for the most part. But yeah, it's, it's good that they're just, <sighs> so there's been 27, Switch titles that have sold over a million units. Nintendo has 18 of those 27 <laughs> Switch titles were made by them. This, of course, being the biggest one. Um, the other ones were Astral Chain, Marvel's Ultimate Alliance, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Those all sold over a million units, not done by Nintendo directly. Ring Fit Adventure, Fire Emblem Three Houses are both around 3 million. Link's Awakening sold 4 million. Mario Maker 5. Like, this is just insane amount of numbers they're doing. Luigi's Mansion sold 6.33 million. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's it's complete insanity. Top selling Switch game still is uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe at twenty, just under twenty five million units. They're not Top. using the Wii U units with that, are they? No, because the Wii U <laughs> units, uh, okay. 
Just because it was the same game as <laughs> no, so no, you're right. So the top ten Wii U games, Mario Kart Eight is the top selling yeah. Wii U game at eight point four five million. Wow. So Deluxe is sold three times that. <laughs> <laughs> Insane. Insane. But the champion is still Wii Sports at eighty two point nine million units. <laughs> <laughs> every yeah, it's like when the Blu-ray race was going and every PlayStation Three they it's, they use it as a Blu-ray. It's play. a Blu-ray player. Yeah. <laughs> It was insane. Insane. But yeah, so good on Nintendo. Stop ignoring me, eh? Let's release something. But not the Mass Effect trilogy because I probably won't run well on the Switch. <laughs> but uh, that, uh, that wraps up our show this week. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, Josh, where can people find you and connect with you other than when you pop on this show? Oh, you can find me. Um, oh, man. I'm on Twitter at Josh Bones. You can find me there. Um, I'm in our Discord, which you should join. Uh, pretty active there. And I am a co-host on Board with Video Games, the podcast where we overlap video game talk you get from your normal PSVG podcasts, and we throw in some board games. So feel free to give us a listen there. Sorry, I was muted. Lucas just texted me saying, well, I didn't die. So that was good. I hadn't heard from him in an hour and a half, and he said, well, he didn't die. So he never died. Um, Ah, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Brought it in, brought it in. Um, So yes, as Josh said, please head on over to the website, psvg.blog. You can find the links to the Discord, to all the podcasts we do, whether it's this, Board With Everything, Board With Video Games, PSVG OT made a surprise Mm. return this week. Um, All sorts of fun stuff going on over there. So head on over there. You can support us on Patreon there as well. Um, You can follow me if you're so inclined at PSVG Kevin on all of the things. Uh, Follow the website on Twitter at PSVG. But most importantly, as always, ladies and gentlemen, we ask that you never... Stop. <laughs> Josh doesn't know this part. I, it's my fault. I just assumed. No, you I should have known better. Gaming. Let's do that again. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's let's take two. We ask as always that you never stop gaming. That's some ASMR for you. Okay. <laughs> this has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com slash PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.